Welcome to It Sounded Like a Good Idea at the Time, the weekly podcast where we dive into whatever life is throwing our way, and it continues throwing quite a bit. My Mm -hmm. name is Caroline. And I'm Hannah. And we're so glad you joined us today. Yep. Um, It's funny because last week's episode... We recorded it on Monday. Election day was Tuesday and it was going to come out on Wednesday. And we were like, who knows by this, you know, who knows when we're listening? We don't know. Maybe we'll know the president if we (laughs) have known like what the week would hold. I can't. I know. Well, and it's like, I even told myself we won't know. We're not going to know. Right. Exactly. Like we won't know for weeks. Like we just won't know. But then within 48 hours, I was like, I will eat my own liver out of my body if I don't get some resolution here because this is doing no good things for my person. This is horrible. I know. It just, I think I would have been fine with it if it was all calm. But then of course, Trump had to come out and without evidence, accuse mass fraud. And I'm like, well, this is, why do you have to make everything so stressful? Well, (laughs) and can we just wait for Nevada to take their sweet time? Oh my God. God bless Nevada. Um, I know. I can't wait for their their moment in the sun. I can't wait to watch their new tourism reel. That's like, (laughs) slow things down. Minutes right, like come, count, you know? come check out, come check out our uh, vote counting thing. See workers in progress. Yeah, it's like still doing it. We we <laughs> tell you how many good things there are about our state, but we haven't counted them all yet. <laughs> okay, don't well, be giving these things of, away for free. I'm telling you, you're wasting this. You well, should get paid. The thing is, too, about last week was it's not just. That like, sure, there is chaos fed by our current president. It's not that there was indecision. It was the beauty and the pain of our 24 hour news cycle because it's like yes. there's always something they were reporting on. There was always something yep. to watch. But by Friday, I was like, how many different ways can they change the wording of their headline yeah, for it nah. to say the exact same thing? I mean, like John King and um, Steve Kornacki, isn't that his name? Yeah. Um, just continuing <laughs> to go through and change up that blessed map. Um, my sister-in-law sent me this gif of someone calling them map daddies. <laughs> I was like, this is amazing. Oh my gosh. I mean, those people, like, I am speculating a lot of drug use that is totally alleged. They to might be. just not, but like the energy, like I was watching the news basically 24 seven. So I know they couldn't have been getting any sleep. That's right. Because I'm like, okay, I watched nearly every minute they were on air, but I also uh-huh. know what I looked like. And I also know what I was presenting <laughs> to people. Exactly. Around me. Like, exactly. There, exactly. Is, there is a gap here. Um, right. Like they were like on it. And to be clear, I am not criticizing. No, <laughs> like I'm saying you people. That was a gift exactly. to humanity. I don't care exactly. what side you're on. <laughs> it really was. It really was. And honestly, I, it was a breath of fresh air for me for like I really don't typically watch news because I um, forget like we only get YouTube TV occasionally oh, throughout yeah. the year for like sports events so I obviously we I wanted it for this but I'm just I, I kept finding it refreshing because like when the president tweets things that are inane and just complete like craziness I feel like I feel like he started doing this five years ago in the media was like giving him more of a platform because of it. Right. Like, well, because now, I think, they were like, go ahead. Well, there was something novel about it five years ago. And we talked yes. about this a little bit in the cul-de-sac this weekend after the results were in Saturday and we were kind of talking through like, you know, how much has changed in four years. And uh-huh. I said, and I am saying this broadly, 
now, I voted for Trump in 2016, not necessarily proudly, but I quietly voted for him because it felt like this is different. This is right. new. Yes, it's problematic, but it can't be worse than what we see. And obviously now, four years later, there was a lot of worse in there. But right. five years ago, it was like, wow, you don't see politicians doing this because he's not a politician. So, of course, everyone fed into it because there was it was like a reality TV show, literally. And it was totally. like, well, this is kind of cool. <laughs> and not cool. That's not the right word. But it's like, this is novel. Attention. And, yes, novel. Exactly. But then, you know, five years in, you're like, oh, wait, but this is actually what you think. Like, there's this is not a show for you. This is right. not a character. Like, this is you. This is your thinking. And that is really scary. Right. You're actually OK with ruining lives. And. Um, like I, I, you know, I, I think I said something about this a couple of months ago, but like with people, you know, reporters asking him, like, do you plan to leave office peacefully and accept the results of an election? Like, that's not a question. Right. That is the way things were like, don't give someone an opportunity. Someone else online compared it to this. Not me. I can't remember who, but someone was like, you don't ask your child, like, will you be planning to go to bed tonight? Right. You put them in their bed. Like, yeah, or like he hold is hold up like a bag of Cheetos and it's like, do you want these? Cause you can't have these. You know? Right. And like, right. And I mean, again, that is a problem too, because at some point the fault is not on the person who is placed in office. Like it's not Donald oh, Trump. No, he's it's, it's exactly who he is. Like, right. He's the, he, he he's part it. of the system. Yes. Yeah. And then the system right. includes the media who makes their money off of his antics. And uh -huh. interestingly, um, I've talked about the columnist who I follow, Clay Travis. He's really a sports columnist, but, um, I have, have liked his coverage on coronavirus and on the election. It's just an interesting take. Um, right. But yeah. He, he was talking about the biggest losers in a Biden presidency will be CNN and MSNBC because their ratings skyrocketed the last four years because of their coverage of presidential uh, antics. Like, I'll use the word oh, antics again. Yeah. Um, but if things aren't as um, volatile, people right. aren't really going to be needing to tune in because exactly. there's, yeah, there's a not a point. show. It's somebody just doing their job. And so he was like, you know, I'm going to be interested in seeing just how much their ratings tank when already people are cutting cable. I mean, ESPN just laid off 500 employees quietly oh, during sucks. all of this. Um, I think Thursday they let 500 employees go because their wow. business model is just based on cable subscribers isn't floating anymore. Right. So you right. think about that with these massive news networks and you're like, yeah, well, that's they they thrive when things are not right. going well. Yeah, that's that's so true. Um, but a couple of cool firsts. Um, there's lots yes. of cool stuff that happened over the course of the election. Lots of people, I believe the first two, um, black openly gay, the first two openly gay black men, I said that all in the wrong order, uh, were elected to Congress. Um, so that's cool. Yeah, I didn't uh, know that. So there was a lot of little things like that, but, um, this is obviously the first woman vice president, first black woman, first South Asian woman. That was amazing to watch. We had the whole family together. Um, the other thing, which I think is very... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say too, um, not to interrupt you, but obviously what helped me get through the five days it felt like <laughs> of election coverage was being <laughs> yeah. on a text thread with you and my friend, Amy, and sharing... Right. Well, you my, know, my friend, Amy. 
She's oh, my okay. second Amy now. <laughs> anyway, we were, you and I were communicating on multiple platforms and Amy and I were communicating on multiple platforms and we consolidated. Right. I appreciated that. It was but, just, it was just better. I'm like, just please put this, put us on. I, I like made you, I'm like, this is enough. <laughs> yes. But I liked, as we were discussing maybe Saturday, I don't even know. They're all the same day. <clears throat> what Kamala Harris represents also, and she has a blended family. She is childless. Oh, She's, you right. know, like, there are a lot right. of just family dynamic structures that I think that she's really representative of beyond just her demographic of race. Right. Gender, exactly. You know, et cetera. She represents a lot of women. Um, and I appreciate that. I didn't realize too that her husband would be the first Jewish spouse uh, of a president that, that or a vice president. Surprising. Yeah. It's, that surprised me. Um, the first lady will continue working a full-time job, which I think is amazing. Oh, well, we that's talked the best. Right. We talked a little bit about that in our episode, I think two weeks ago when we were gossiping about Donald and Melania um, mm-hmm. and how first ladies typically always either quit their jobs or didn't have a job to start with an active job or whatever, but no first lady has worked before. And I a didn't full-time know you job. could. I just assumed uh, yeah. that like, I you, thought it was a requirement. to. Right. I don't know if it, if it's one of those things that's just like not done and she's doing it. Um, I, Dr. Jill, do you. That is amazing. Way to well, be I, a role model. I was not very plugged in to the eight years that Obama was in office, not because I had anything against him. I just was kind of apolitical in general. So I didn't know mm-hmm. much about Jill as a second lady. Um, I didn't even realize that she continued to teach during that tenure as well. So I really appreciate Mm -hmm. what that represents for working women and working parents. Um, And I like that Kamala also represents that because as we did talk about, you know, it does, it, it it continued this patriarchal view that women were subservient to men because that's just the positions that we were in. Um, Plus plus the first women have never been paid. It's not a paying position. Yeah, that's actually super true. Um, Well, and I I will not get into the Amy Comey Barrett uh, conversation or give her credit for much, but I will say um, as a nonpartisan thing, I was also pleased uh, of a representative on another side of the party that represented um, a working woman as well, especially given her background, which is not one that allows women to take leadership positions. Um, so for that mm-hmm. representative, for that demographic, I was pleased that there was something that broke the mold for them. So, yeah, that's a good perspective on her. Um, the other cool thing is president elect Joe Biden is bringing the first ever shelter dog to the white uh, house. Yes. Was every, so, were all the other ones breeder dogs? I guess. I mean, his first one is two, to be fair. I know. Adopt, don't shop. (laughs) Um, To be fair, that's not where we got our dog, but this is before I knew better. (laughs) And he's amazing. Um, But the the dog is, I think, Champ. The other one is Major. He's got two German Shepherds. One is named Champ and one is named Major. Um, Someone did adopt a dog while in office uh, Um, that his daughter found. Oh, adopted. Okay, got it. Because I was like, well, I remember when Bo Obama came to the White House and all of right. the press about that, but he was a breeder dog. Yes. Um, but some president, I can't remember which president, um, th- that president's daughter like found some puppies or something on Thanksgiving Day and he adopted. That's really can't sweet. remember who it was. But anyway, so this, this dog it, um, is going to, this one and his brother <laughs> will be bringing uh, dogs back to the White House. So that's exciting. Did you, did you see the video? I don't know when it came out Friday night, Thursday night um, 
of him on the phone with his daughter that was like, did you get the pictures of the dog? And I'm like, oh, he's everybody's dad and everybody's granddad. Oh my gosh. I did not, but that's hysterical. Well, I have this great aunt who I wish would come on on the podcast. She lives in East Tennessee and she is, she's a true character. Like I could just regale you with her, but you really need to like know her, but she's obsessed with horses and dogs. So I will send her like several pictures of the kids and get no response. And then one picture in which like part of Knox's back leg is in and she responds immediately. And she's like, what a beautiful canine. Like not <laughs> like literally no remarks. She's like, you're not hearing me. I don't care about the kids. Like I just... don't care about humans. Give me animals. Um, exactly. I mean, it'll be like his ear. And she's like, I can tell that he's a beauty. And I'm like, yes, yes, he is. Thank you. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Um, I'm I'm such a dog person, so I love to see I love to see it. Um, yeah, that's I, I don't think I think we didn't want to dive too much into the election, so we thought we'd only spend 13 minutes and six <laughs> seconds on it. So. Well, <laughs> mainly because well, I'll share my why after the break, but also you guys have gotten election recaps from literally every place you've turned, so we don't necessarily right. need to do it better <laughs> than anybody else. Right, but it, right, right, right. We did not address it at all. Yes, it did. And I will say, I feel very encouraged. Um, a lot of na- the narrative was like, it was a close race. It was discouragingly close in in some ways, but the votes were millions in favor of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Like, good. <laughs> yeah. And did ultimately win the day. And I, I don't say that as like a competitive person who loves to win. I say that because I truly believe that this will be better for all of us. Like, I do think we will all win. Um so, yeah, like I just I'm I'm very happy. I'm not I you know, not under that uh oh good, now we can all relax like but I do think like this is a good step in the right direction. May I make one um editorial comment to the church and uh, the please. church body? Okay. Please. I, I got a little bit riled up before we um recorded, which I didn't expect to because I'm I'm kind of over all things election at this point. But I was looking through my Insta stories and I've shared before that I follow a lot of conservative Christian um, friends. And there was a lot of rhetoric going into the election about um, old, old Testament scripture and prophecies of the government and who God uses and who God calls to use um, in positions that you wouldn't expect. And ultimately the end line of all of those were, if you just don't like Trump's personality, believe that God placed him somewhere to use him somewhere great, which is a rhetoric that I had a very hard time with. But they are continuing the narrative of, you know, um, believers are in a precarious place. Believers who voted against Donald Trump are need to reexamine their spiritual lives. Um, The church needs to stand up against this. And I just want to say, like, if that is you, and I don't believe we have many of those listeners, but if that is you or if that is something that you're familiar with or thinking you're familiar with, you're manipulating scripture to serve your party again and inform your politics again, because you could take the very same scriptures that you use to justify Trump to, I could say that back to you now in the exact same situation. Like, so you don't like the president but you still believe God is sovereign to use whoever is in that position for a power, for a place of good for God's will. So don't make it about a single candidate just because of their party. Um, let's really look more holistically at scripture as a whole, instead of justifying our problematic or narrow beliefs to suit 
the reality that we're facing. Um, if you'd like to talk more about it, I would love to talk to you more about it. Or if you feel very, very strongly that there are verses in scripture that indicate that Donald Trump should be our president, I would also love to talk about that because I'm genuinely curious. Uh, that was a great word. You always, always, <laughs> always bring a good message. Um, I also think it's a good idea to uh, diversify our news. So I was going to mention that some of my favorites are uh, in newsletter form. And these are news, um, news organizations, um, individuals as well that really um, go towards everyone equally like yes. they, these are really fair people so popular information i've brought him up before um heated is a good one about politics and climate change oh, okay. um the intercept is a very good nonpartisan, and i don't think that one's a newsletter i'm sure they have a newsletter but these other two are specifically newsletters and the skim which is just mm-hmm. news bites uh do you get the skim um yes i do uh s-k-i-m-m if you're super busy, it's exactly what you need. Just news bites in the morning to like quickly see what's going on and get why it's important. So yeah, yeah uh, diversify as much as possible. Yeah, I think that's that's a great reminder. And as a sub PS, um, <laughs> no one doesn't like Donald Trump solely because of his personality. It's because he's a criminal and a horrible human being. So Okay, sure. Well, if you want to continue that, that conversation, <laughs> <laughs> DM me at Hannah Pramarana. Yeah, I would say that would be a hard stop conversation if you'd like. <laughs> again, as, as usual. I can still be swayed. My vote is already in. I, I picked my side, but I can, I have four years to sway again. You've got so. four years, two if you count the uh, midterms. <laughs> That's true. That's a lot of scripture to go through. I think we can do it together. Let me know. Yeah, totally. You can get one of those bookmarks with the with the schedule. <laughs> Perfect. That would be good. Um, <laughs> we'll take a quick break and we will be right back. All right, we're back. And um, we, uh, this topic smooth, smooth as this intro is this topic <laughs> came to us very, very familiarly from our good friend, Chris at the Batchmaker. Um, you definitely know her way better than us. <laughs> and <laughs> She she's talked to us a lot lately in our group chat. We've all been discussing like rest specifically, Mm -hmm. um, just not being able to get it. And then I think there's so much that really um, ties into rest. Like there's just like expectations, you know, like there's there's a lot of things that it's like, well, if I'm if I'm if I have some time, I could either rest or I could do the million things. There's just a lot to unpack here. And now that we, now that the election is over, uh, there's a small piece of you that's like, okay, like for me, and I think for a lot of people, it's like, there's a lot to worry about in 2020. We had the mm-hmm. pandemic, we had the election. One of those things is done. Obviously, there's been a lot of other things that have happened this year, but like, that's a really big one that it's like, okay, at least we can move forward. And I really felt like if Joe Biden and Kamala Harris won, which was my great hope, um, that I would feel like a weight lifted off my shoulders and I would feel like, Oh, I can relax a little bit. Like, you know, because at least like, it'll feel like if I'm talking to someone, they're listening, you know? Um, but no. <laughs> yeah. I was, I, my follow up was going to be, and did it because right. I feel that way. And so I wanted to know, did you, do you feel that relief today? No, I don't. Um, I guess, I guess if anything, I feel like I tell myself it's all okay because mm-hmm. I think that for it, it, you know, to be fair, it is not all okay. I tell myself this thing that I was worried about did happen in right. my, in the, in the way that I hoped it happened. But for the last four years, you know, I think 
I have felt so much anxiety and stress. Um, and I think for all of us, there are seasons in life in many different ways where that happens and you can't just rest at the end of it. You know, maybe it's mainly the pandemic. Yes. There's not like, we've talked about this with all of our friends recently, recently, I was trying to say lately or recently. And I said them both. <laughs> you laid it exactly where you needed to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, what is it that what's her name Gruel. says in Mean Girl? Gruel. Gruel. <laughs> That's exactly. Um, lately, we've been discussing, um, you can't like, say we go away for a weekend. You're yeah. not done when you come back. Like, yeah. you know, say you leave your, your worries behind, which doesn't happen. Your, your responsibilities. It isn't like, oh, no, I'm refreshed. Like, it just feels like, you wake up on Monday morning, continuing to pour from your, maybe this time your cup is half full, but it's not Mm -hmm, full. mm -hmm. Yes. True. Well, um, our listener Mallory shared that too, after one of our episodes, I think it was like our big mental health deep dive episode that, you know, it's not, sometimes there is value in just filling your cup some, you know, where instead of pulling from an empty cup, (laughs) like there are seasons where, it's 40% full and you can pour a little bit, but so many yeah. of us are pouring from depletion, you know, like the well is yes. empty, not just the cup. Um, right. And that is hard. And, you know, for me, so here's where I land, like after the, I wasn't nervous going into the election because I felt like I am a arguably middle-class white woman, my day-to-day life will change very little dependent on who is in office. But the burden that I carried was for you, for Chris, for your kids, for Passan, for people whose lives really are dependent on who's in office because mine will change little. Like I was trying to think like over the course of different presidents, what has changed for me? Mm -hmm. Not a whole lot. And that's a place of privilege for me to not have to worry that much beyond my own personal preferences. Um, But I carried the burden of, but I want you guys to feel good. You know, I want a relief for you. I want to hope for you. And I (laughs) got so deep into the coverage because also it felt like a competition. And once you give me a competition, like I sure as hell will win. I will follow everything. And I, like all of us, was glued to my phone this week. Even if I turned off the news because I felt like, okay, this is not a good place for me right now. Right. I would sit on the couch and pull up my Kindle app on my phone to read a book. But wouldn't you know, a funny meme came in. Uh, oops, yeah. let me uh, refresh CNN just in case, you know, just in case, right. We had so many group threads going again on so many platforms that it was just this constant stimulation. And I felt like once we got the news on Saturday, my brain shut off on multiple cylinders. It was like firing on more than it had and was like, right. and now we're done. Like even when you were like, you suggested, let's go out into the cul-de-sac and have like an impromptu celebration party. And it was like, mm, can't. Like, because it was like, right, something right, right, right. opposite of fight or flight. Like I fought and now I I have to flee. Like they came at the same time. I wasn't choosing. You know? Right. Yeah. Um, and I did. And it was great. I was so glad to be outside. But it was like, okay, now like the come down from that, that yes. since Saturday, I, every time I see another text come through and it's from people that I love and want to engage with, it's like, ah, I can feel it. It's like a sensory yeah. response. Yeah. And yeah. even the memes, which are probably the best thing that have come out of this year and 
arguably will be for a lifetime. Nothing will be better than what has been created content wise. Um, Definitely not. It became not like, ha ha ha, look at this levity. It was like, I can't, I can't, like, I can't process. I can't look at it. But my brain hasn't found respite yet. And my body certainly hasn't. And it's like, it's just a compounded micro trauma. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't dare say that I have trauma because my life is good. There's very little that I could sit here and say, here are the things that are wrong with my life. But it is just a series of micro traumas that have no place to offload because when you triage them against mm, a huge chunk of the rest of the world, you're like, so what? What are you telling me about? Like you have a hangnail? Um, Right, right, right. Well, that's not worth the offload. Right. Yeah. um, It's kind of like... It's 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 that way that I feel like the pandemic and just all of these stressors affect people in ways that are so hard to measure because like for instance not being able to focus like I haven't been able to focus I haven't been able to do like uh I couldn't do the crossword on Sunday like it's the hardest day I couldn't yeah. like pick it up and do it cuz I'm like I I can't like I can't sit down and focus on this right now and that was after obviously yeah. um like I just haven't I would try and pick up something to read, like something, Mm -hmm. anything that wasn't easy, I couldn't do like anything that wasn't a game on my phone, um, specifically piffle where you just aim the kitties at the blocks. Like I couldn't do anything. And I love, I love like brain games. I couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. And I haven't been able to read, like I haven't read in a while. Um, well this whole year has been a brain game that we're losing. So it's like, I think the, the, uh, I had a little bit of a turn when I woke up this morning and saw the news that there was like a Pfizer vaccine that's looking good Yeah, because I'm just like, I don't, I did not feel before the election that there was remotely any hope. Like Mm -hmm. I'm like, there's no way, there's no way a vaccine is going to first of all be fairly funded and then fairly distributed in a safe way that benefits the population the most. Um, but now I truly do feel that way. So I, I do feel like some of it is like cracking a little bit. Um, well, we always talk about what big fans we are in. of big pharma. Of big pharma. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. We've been saying that since the start of right. the episode. Since the exactly. start of our podcast. We are fans of big pharma. I won't hear a word about them. <laughs> big fans of right here. <laughs> <laughs> um, just kidding in the way that they obsessively mark up their prices. Also, and you, could please, you could please approve me for Cipridex eardrops. Jane Ellis has another ear infection and they will cost me over $100 <laughs> out of pocket. So just we'll, let me know. We'll do whatever to get these eardrops, honestly. Like this if you people had just elected... Right, exactly. If we could just have Bernie, we could get this stuff for free, but no one will do that. So we have to instead <laughs> advertise for Big Pharma. <laughs> I'll sell so, my soul to Big Pharma. I don't care. I, I will. At this point, the medicines are too expensive. So... Um. Uh, where was I even going with that? I'm so sorry. It's, you were feeling whole- <laughs> you were feeling the lift thanks to the vaccine. I was feeling the lift thanks to Big Pharma again. Well, everything's had, thanks to Big Pharma. If we had <laughs> listeners from from the far right before, we definitely don't now. As you are touting the, the oh, benefits totally. and joy of a vaccine, totally. I I would I could I could confidently say that there was a final straw before this one <laughs> that would eliminate listeners from the far right. And it it wasn't me. I love you guys come on definitely was not caroline (laughs) i i take i take the credit for being the problematic one amongst (laughs) far-right users um anyway it just 
it kind of feels like it's an every day is an exercise in giving ourselves grace. And I say that setting you up to say, (laughs) I I say that because I know your feelings about it, which I would love for you to share with everyone now that I've given that solid advice. Thank you. You're such a good friend for teeing that up. Anything (laughs) that feels like give yourself grace, wear the oxygen mask first. It is, I personally do not find it helpful, which is actually, I think I said this in that same episode and that led to Mallory sharing this of like, fill your cup a little bit. Um, For her, it's Peloton classes. Um, which is awesome. I have been doing like one a week and I really like them, but yeah, I cared um, about those. I was, I was super into it, but you know, it, it got me thinking of is resting a choice and a discipline that you just have to make yourself do. Because if you tell me, give yourself grace, put on your own oxygen mask. I'm like that. It, it's just, I don't care if you tell me that it is vital to my family, to me, it will fall down the list because everything else is screaming for my attention much more. Um, right. Even things that shouldn't, just the news, you know, whatever it is. Um, and it's become really impossible for me in this season to even determine what self-care is, what rest uh-huh. looks like. Um, I don't know if you saw, I think it was Scary Mommy that shared this uh, again some time ago, last week, the week before, about... A woman getting to wash her hair, go take a shower is not self-care. Oh, Going yeah, to that was so good. Going yourself is not self-care. It's doing something as a functional human being. That's not self-care. But we have so boiled down like care for ourselves to that. Like David is so supportive of me. But when I go to the grocery store <laughs> by myself, when I come home, he always says, did you get a nice little break? And I'm like, it's not, it's not. No, because but I was I, still doing work. <laughs> and I don't know how to like break it down because I'm like, yeah, in theory, it, it was a nice break. I got to walk around the grocery store and listen to a podcast while I shopped. But, but imagine all the things your mind is doing in that moment still. Oh, for like sure. it, the and mental, I, the mental energy that you expend at any given moment, like true rest has to come from shutting down your mind. And it's like, how, how can we do that? Okay. We can like, um, go to therapy and see, uh, like get a really good meditation practice going. Okay. When are we going to do that? <laughs> I also want to talk to somebody, uh, if you've had therapy, talk to me about, <laughs> about this because I felt like, and maybe it's because I'm self-actualized and don't need therapy at all, but I felt like I <laughs> that's definitely it. <laughs> this is probably, hang, no, no one comment. That's it. She knows. <laughs> I'm not even going to finish what I was saying. Cause I obviously got there on my own, but I <laughs> felt like the whole way to therapy I was so concerned about what we were going to talk about because I wanted to make it worth the counselor's time that then I was like pulling things out like, well, what's been bothering me this week when it, it maybe hadn't been, but right. I felt like all this pressure to make it worth her while and my while. Cause I'm like, if I'm paying for this for an hour, I'm better get to the heart of all my problems like in this right. hour. Um, exactly. And I always enjoyed it, but it was like I felt all this pressure to perform, which again is not I know. the point. It's not the point. It's such a good tool, but at this point in time, it just feels like another thing to add to the list. And yeah. like um I was talking to uh my doctor I had like a checkup like you have like checkups every few months when you do um anti-anxiety, antidepressants, and things like that. And she was like Oh, have you tried? Have you done therapy? And I'm like, I would love to. I cannot right now. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I will be asking for a referral one day. But like, I. <laughs> LOL, short. <laughs> right. I'm like, I can't. 
I can't do that right now because I, 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 and I explained to her and she didn't question me at all, leading to me to believe that she <laughs> totally gets it. Um, but I'm like, you know, I'm basically homeschooling one kid. I just got the other one in preschool. Um, so that is helpful. But like until I have more than just two days with a couple hours each to get stuff done, which is the two days that Milan is in school and his, covid schedule mm-hmm. i like there's no i do not see myself sacrificing those two days of peace and again those two days of peace are peace to do work by myself not right. peace right. to to get a vacation in God well, that's forbid. exactly right i mean like i have a sitter um one of the the traumas of quarantine for me that i haven't talked about on the podcast because i can't visit it without crying is that um our beloved nanny allison um transitioned away and into our forever family life and not our nanny life so we um have changed our routine my childcare has changed and my childcare needs have changed but we haven't quite found the right answer for that yet um i also want to just break in and say you really buried the lead on saying that allison quit <laughs> well, I if, when she I even really listens, like, having I mean, having con- accused me of that quite a bit in the past, like well, who's I as long this from as long as you could have made it. So okay. I'm just saying, next time, let's just watch how accusatory we get. <laughs> oh wow! Okay, well, <laughs> you are sounding like a liberal, and I don't like it. But uh, <laughs> but I didn't want to just say Allison quit and make it sound like there was trouble. There was she no hates stri- us. <laughs> there was no strife. She probably likes us a lot better. From a far way more than when they're in your daily life. Yeah, she loves our Facebook pictures more than she likes them now. So I don't know. But now I can't check in with her every day to be like, hey, you good? You good? You good? Um, I'm sure you still can do that. Yeah. I doubt she would question that at all. Anyway, <laughs> Allison's no longer a nanny. Um, my heart, my heart is still broken. Maybe one day when my children graduate from high school, we'll feel better. But yeah, that's when you'll feel better. I bet. <laughs> so now Norbeth's preschool teacher from last year um, comes over twice a week for three hours a day. Um, so I have six, six hours of childcare and the, the pressure that I feel during those six hours to use them, even if the thing that right. I want anything is to take a nap. I'm like, are you kidding me? I have six hours. Look at everything that I have to do in that six hours. I can never justify it to myself if I didn't use that time for something productive. Especially because you're paying for the time. Oh, for sure. That would be the most expensive nap of my life. Like that is that, again, that would take nothing off my plate because I would like try to figure out how to recoup the cost of sleep. Um, now I will say you would still have all those things to do later just with kids around. For sure. Um, I, I have, started, I usually go to a freelance client to take photos for content. And then on my way home, I'll usually stop at a trail and walk for 20 or 30 minutes. And that feels like a really good compromise. And sometimes I'll sit down and do some content writing and post something um, or take a call. But it does feel like something that is for me and that I wouldn't do otherwise. And that has felt like a little good of, okay, this is fresh air. It's not night having to walk in the neighborhood with my phone light on. Like it just feels like a second that I can kind of slice out for myself. Yeah. I mean, and again, it's, it's rest for you in some way, like whatever that looks like. It's a little bit, you know, it's, it's like a little bit of just completely unplugging. Like it's, it's good progress. I'm proud of you for doing that. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Well, what does rest look like for you? (laughs) Um, 
Rest looks. <laughs> it's funny that we just had this whole talk because this is going to look pretty privileged of me. But um, rest for me is like taking an actual nap yes. because I I can, love you can do that for free. <laughs> yeah, I can tell. I can tell that you're very supportive with no strings attached of my nap times. Um, but I. I just feel like I was guilty. One thing that I've really let go of this year is like allowing myself to feel guilty over anything mom related. Yeah. And how did even you like, get there? I, because I, I, that's where I get hung up. Because if you say not at you, I'm glad that you did that. But mm-hmm, if you, okay. <laughs> sure. so, so speaking of burying the lead, that's, <laughs> that's so I'm nice glad that works you. for you. But how what about the people do that? <laughs> how do you sleep at night? <laughs> no, <laughs> but, but that that is a good example of something that it's like if you would tell me just let go of the stress, I'd be like, okay. I did it. Right. How? Right, because like, see, you, you hear, you hear, put your mask on first and it frustrates you. I hear that and it gives me permission. Ugh. So I don't know. We're just different people and I'm sorry for your life, but. <laughs> <laughs> sorry you choose to live in misery. But that is, that is exactly where I get hung up. And I feel this way too in church and at sermons when people are like, well, just give it to God, which is an ongoing practice of my faith of things. But I'm like, but how, like, I need you to tell right. me how so that I can judge, am I doing it? Because if what was it you said? You said in the last couple of days, something like I've been giving it to God. If some of you said you're like, which means convincing God that my idea is the best. one. <laughs> yes. I'm like, yes, God, whatever your will is. Here's mine outline. Here's, here's what I'm going to do. But here's what <laughs> I twist that in my head as being like, I'm doing you a favor so I don't have to burden you. Like, Listen, right. don't, don't expend too much energy on me, God. Just approve this. Like, when just check it you're out. passing out crowns, just remember who <laughs> didn't stress you out. Exactly. Who did you have to initial and who did you have to write? Like, I'm good. Um, <laughs> but that is how I feel. I'm like, just tell me how to do it so I can right. say, am I doing it well? Which is probably missing the whole point. Yeah, you should probably talk to a therapist. No, about did that. you? I know I've sent you or you've sent me that Enneagram three thing, but it's like therapist says, I'm proud of you. <laughs> you pretend not to hear so you can hear it again. <laughs> yes. That's me. That is nothing that is has so ever you. felt more like me than that. It is, like, it is so you. It kills me. That's the me funniest thing. Like, oh, I'm sorry. I coughed. What did you say? What did you say about being proud? I didn't really catch. Yeah. What should I be? <laughs> Um, I, you know, I truly don't know. I mean, I think I, I don't know. I wish I, I wish I had a step for you. Maybe, maybe I'll have to journal about it and figure out some more in my nap time. (laughs) While you sleep, please let me know what I could be doing better. I will nap on it (laughs) and then we'll, we'll go from there. But I, I don't know. I mean, but again, like you also ask me basically every night over the summer to go for a walk. And I was like, yeah, I sure did. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I would say it worked out 10% of the time, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but um, maybe 5%. But at the same time, I, I think like there are ways that like, I think I push myself to rest in a certain way. And I think you push yourself. I think I push myself to rest more physically. And I think you push yourself to rest more mentally. That's true. Because I do take... My rest comes actively, which is right. like a weird thing, but I do feel much. And part of it is I'm driven by productivity. So yes. I feel a lot of peace knowing that I've been productive. So even if that is moving while I do something that does provide that for me. So you're right. It is what we're driven by. 
Right. Um, and I mean, I am frequently speaking about you behind your back with others, wondering how you, yeah, right. No, you say why first. <laughs> okay. We'll say it together. <laughs> I was going to say, because no one knows how you do everything you do. You have so much energy. Whereas yeah. like, I just feel like I, I'm like, I don't, I don't know. There's something wrong with me. I need like more sleep. <laughs> I need well, to, like it is seven hours overnight. I know. Honestly, like, should I just do cocaine? Like, you both, <laughs> like, you are obviously already well, doing it. <laughs> That's okay. Spot who can sponsor us at the state of Oregon because they just decriminalize oh, every 100%. drug. So, <laughs> so Oregon Tourism Board, we have a we have a proposal for you. We will test cocaine for you if you will not put us in jail and also pay us. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Incentivize us and. Don't criminalize us. That's oh, good. So perhaps just some sort of Adderall prescription would be all I would need. Honestly, <laughs> I don't. I don't know bad. that I really need to go into the hard drugs area. Um, well, you know what? Okay, while you're talking, that is true because I think what I have to overcome or find an outlet for the most is mental fatigue more than physical fatigue, where you are you feel you feel stress and things more physically i feel them more yeah. mentally maybe so yes yes yes, yes. i would, think that's of course it our rest would come different ways because if i sit down and my body isn't moving that is just making my mind work overtime of all the things i could do where for me offloading constantly is alleviating some of that yeah i i feel like for instance, if my mind is going crazy, if I write it down and plan it out, like if I'm like, oh my gosh, I have all these things to do. If I can rein it in and get control, which with the help of anxiety medication and sure. also trying to be very active, I can remember to do those things. And then I feel like, okay, okay, I've written it down. I can like take a beat and I well, do feel okay. And I do I try and work on like meditating and that kind of thing. Yeah. See, <clears throat> I treat meditating slash prayer the way I, I don't, okay. Oh ah, gosh. This, this kind of thing always makes me sound like such a jackass the same way that it did when I was like, I don't want more friends. <laughs> okay. Did you, did you have to, uh, even me asking this sounds so terrible. I am very excited to hear the end of this sentence. As a student, were you somebody that naturally got a lot of straight A's without ever having to do oh, anything? Hell no, absolutely okay, so not. You were a, you had to work. Okay, wait. Are you about to say you didn't have to work and you got straight A's? You said it. This is the worst. This is the worst. You're that person. Yeah, I was. I didn't. I did. Okay. I only bought college textbooks my first semester of college. And then I was like, I'm not spending this money. I'm not not doing any of this. Yeah. I just stopped spending the money because I wasn't reading them. And I was getting A's like it didn't matter so okay that's fascinating to me putting all this together is very interesting to me I don't know where my point of oh oh here was my point Uh, yeah your point was to rub that in my face so (laughs) that's right um so if I ever had a class that I did need to study for because I never took notes I didn't do anything I just went to lectures and participated that's all I did right right I would get home and be like, okay, am I studying now? Like I would open a notebook. I had no study habits. I had no idea how to study. I would just open a page of my notebook and I would look at it and be like, okay, I guess I'm doing it. Okay. I guess I studied. Okay. And then 
put it away because I didn't know how to do it. And rest, I think, is kind of like that for me where I'll like sit down on the couch and I'll be like, am I doing it? Okay, I guess this is it. I guess this feels great. <laughs> this like, is I'm, real freaking boring. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, uh, I feel pretty relaxed, you know, where it isn't. But for me, I feel like I spend my whole life chasing a time to have a nap where I'm like, okay, well, I'll do these four things and then that will leave me 40 minutes to nap. And then inevitably that doesn't happen. And I'm like, well, maybe tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have started planning for it in my day. It doesn't happen remotely every single day. But if I can just have like 15 or 20 minutes like by myself to like conk out, it's a, it's like a whole different me the rest are of the you? day. And then I can actually do all those things. Speaking of fascinating, are you somebody that can just be like, okay, I'm going to go take a nap now and fall asleep? Ish. I mean, kind of. Yeah. So I tried Um, that last week because we have talked about the power of like a 15 or 20 minute nap. And I was like, okay, I'm going to set my alarm for 20 minutes. And then I was like, oh no, I only have 17 minutes. And then it was like, Like, then I was so stressed out about that. I was like, I'm a monster. Next time you should put in, put on like a sleep video or sleep, sleep sounds or something like that. Well, I'm asleep. It always happens while I'm laying on my couch with the kids watching a show during their quiet time. Yeah. Put on it, put on your phone and plug in earbuds or whatever. Oh, okay. Okay. That's That's, that's what I would do. And then just even, even if I'm laying down with the kids, I will close my eyes. I know that they're going to wake me up probably loudly within minutes, but if I can just rest, even if I can't close my eyes, even if I can just rest my body for a few minutes, I'm like totally refreshed. Ah, that's so good. Because usually my way of getting more energy is generating more energy. Like, that's crazy. It doesn't make sense scientifically, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so like last night. I guess it does. That's the whole object in motion must stay stay in motion. motion. Yeah, I never feel my fatigue until I stop doing stuff. And then I'm like, oh, there it is. But I. That doesn't make make any sense at all. (laughs) I um, have said before that I have a little side gig making meals. And I usually do like seven or nine families a weekend. It makes a, you know, a little bit of money and it's fun. Um, but somebody posted about it on Facebook this week and I got, I had to cut off orders at 54 families ordering meals. So they each Which ordered amazing. meals. It was amazing. I mean, it like paid for Christmas this weekend. Like it was, That's it awesome. was so great. And, and I'm also driven by making money, honestly. Like if you right. watch The Real Housewives of New York from his first season, like Ramona, who I hate, but her tagline was like, making my own money is an aphrodisiac. And it's like, I can actually kind of relate to that. Like it's empowering right. to have the ability to make your own money yeah. to me. So anyway, I'm like, oh, I'll do this. It'll be fine. Well, <laughs> last night I was wrapping up the final 17 orders to go out today. And I was <laughs> I was cooking until like 2 a.m. Then I remembered that I had to finish my budget for my real job at like 2. So anyway, then the kids woke up for various and sundry reasons. So I crawled into bed at like 3.45 this morning. I woke up at 6.30 to get everything packed up. And I really was like, I may have to not record the podcast. Like, I'm not going to be able to nap. I'm not going to be able to rest today. Right. And I know we're going to have to record late. Like, I don't know. But right now, I feel better this second than I have felt in like four days. And one, I think it's because I'm talking to you and that is always energizing to me. But it's also like, I guess because I just haven't like stopped that I've gotten like a fourth wind. Right. Yeah. Maybe you're um, turning into me in that you're uh, energized by social situations now. Maybe just by you. Like that's it. Because anybody <laughs> else <is> like, really. <laughs> um, I will take take that as a win. So. Yeah, yeah, do. Please. If that sounded like that. Yes, do. 
Uh, <laughs> it was. Um, but I'm also like, this is how celebrities end up hospitalized for exhaustion. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what I want my headline. Hospitalized for exhaustion. For me. Oh my gosh. I feel so glamorous. Oh <laughs> so my gosh. Please send out a press release if that happens. You're amazing. I will. I will do that. Actually, no matter I'll what. You know what? I'll draft With, it. Yes. I'll you draft it. You're going to be more clever than me. And when you inevitably are sent to the hospital for something, no matter what it is, I'll tell everyone it's exhaustion. Don't worry. <laughs> Thank you. So you, you can go ahead guy. and rest on easy about that. But, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's still, even though, like, even though you can get these little rest points, I don't know when, if ever, it will feel like fresh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know when it'll feel like when, when dealing with my kids, for instance, I'm not kind of starting off having to tell myself like, okay, take a breath. Oh like, yeah, that's a good point. Like, I don't know when I'll feel, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, like I'm not having to like overcome some sort of other nature to. Yeah, that is very true. Cause it, it is like having to coach myself. Don't feel guilty when I tell the girls I can't play today. Don't right. feel guilty when I tell them that I'm doing this right now. And like I can coach myself through that, but it always will feel like a trade off. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I just have peace with that. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I'm proud to say that my patience has grown exponentially in the last eight months. I um, have never been a person that has been patient with anyone else. I'm not, my patience with life in general is not changed mm-hmm. at all. I have very short patience. But like with my kids, especially, like my patience has really improved. I can proudly say that about myself. That's awesome. But <laughs> it's still like, I'm like, I still feel every day like, Uh, is this like, is it, I just, I just want things to be normal again. Like I want them to have a normal school schedule so I can have time, like more time. Cause then like, you know, I worry that once those two days come where it happens that both kids are not home, you know, I'm like, well, I'm going to have to save everything for that day. And then if something wrecks that day, then the whole week is going to be ruined. And, And again, it's not even resting. It's having a few hours of quiet in my home to do more work. So I don't know. The, do I don't, I don't know what it is. Maybe our expectations of the what the net result of rest will be are out of whack. Because sometimes that's what I wonder. Like, am I chasing a feeling that doesn't exist? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, is it just normal and we should just get used to it? Yeah. I can't, I can't decide. Because I'm like, well, that's like pretty defeating as much as I'm also like, I don't believe well, that we're going to be wearing masks in public for two years. And it's like, well, you're going to be. So just get used to it. Like there's part of that that I'm like, maybe I just have conditioned myself that there isn't better than how I'm feeling or something. Well, I mean, it's to me, it almost isn't defeating because that's the whole thing of like, oh, well, it's actually normal. Yeah, you know what true. I mean. Then you, to me, it feels like okay, it, what my feelings are are not abnormal. So like, it's actually fine. Like, it really is hard to be a parent. It really is hard to try and work. It really is hard to be in a pandemic. It really is hard to be under a wannabe tyrant yes, <laughs> leader yes. of your country. It really is hard to see people who like just constantly fight against your rights, not knowing what they're doing online Mm -hmm. all day. Mm -hmm. Those things are all very hard, but also life is very hard. And a lot of people have it way worse than us. So I don't know. I think maybe you're right. I think it is too much. Like if we were well rested, could we die happy or would we die feeling like we like didn't do enough? Yeah. I don't know. When I hit that exhaustion thing, I'll let you know how I feel after. And then we can just like, see, it'll be like, let me know when you're on your deathbed and then 
Oh yeah, we'll that really would be, be able to, to we'll be able to come back to this. Yeah, that would be good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wait, that's what that is how I want to go out. Re-listening to this episode and yep. weighing it for accuracy, giving all the answers. I also do know that the world awaits um, what two middle class white women have to say about <laughs> what's the appropriate level of rest. <laughs> yes, and death. <laughs> exactly. Like yeah, we're in the, we're in the fight nonstop. So we get it. We get it. I mean, truly, that is why I'm like, I can't even call like what we've gone through traumatic because I'm like, how right. am I to be like, you know what? My well-paying job, my very successful <laughs> side gigs, my three healthy children who want to be with me. You know what? It is <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. It, that is honestly, it's good perspective and it's good that, to keep reminding ourselves of that. And just that gives me like a little bit of energy because I am like laughing at myself. <laughs> yeah. I do think that maybe that's the key because I, I do think if there are days, I mean, this sounds so like live, laugh, love, cheesy, but like <laughs> I, I think some of my energy comes from conversations that I know like have a lot of levity and a lot of light to them. And those are the conversations that I seek out throughout my day that, that help give me a boost and, and that kind of thing. And maybe that's why this has been such a fun episode because I haven't been very connected this weekend as I've made these meals and gotten them delivered. And so it was like this pressure cooker of election anxiety. And then I kind of Uh went off the grid for me, which is not very off the grid. But I I was like missing, like, let's talk about other things. Let's laugh about other stuff. And I'm always down to make fun of myself. And I need somebody to do that with me, which is why you and Amy are in my life. (laughs) (laughs) Happy to fill your cup. (laughs) Thanks. At my own expense. Always. Right. Exactly. Um, well, I think that's where we're at with that. Um, if you relate, let us know. If you think we're crazy, let us know. Caroline, don't tell me I'm too okay, delicate. No, for that's that. fine. That's fine. I'll just leave a review. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, did you have any further thoughts, or should we take a quick break? No, let's take a quick break. Um, okay, we have time for a good idea today. It sounded like a good idea at the time for uh, us to be very honest with our children. So last Christmas, we decided (laughs) it was getting a little too tricky to like talk about Santa and all with our son who was five then. If you have young children in the car. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Yes. If you, if if the talk of cocaine didn't turn you off, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you and your kids are still talking about dare. Um, <laughs> go ahead and maybe wait and listen to this segment when you're on your own. Right. Good warning. Also, spoiler, but whatever. Um, <laughs> the warning was more. What, what, what would you prefer? Would you? Yeah. I mean, would you prefer a ripple effect of your kid or? Um, I don't know. The damage has been done. I think everyone knows where we're going with this. Um, but last year it just got too difficult to talk about Santa. It got very much into the territory of lying because um, our son is so logical and just very curious, um, much like many kids and just very like, okay, but so you're telling me Santa will come tonight. And if I ask for these things, I will get them. Like, first of all, the, the, the idea of a wish list is I'm still working on what that means to the kids. Oh, like true. they see, they like, oh, I want this. And then they'll tell people they're getting it. And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> I recently had a good conversation with our friend Megan from the Y who told me, and I loved this idea. Her kids are allowed to submit a list of five things and they will get three of them, which I felt like was good because it gives some parameters and some discernment of they know that they will not get everything. That's that's good. That's good. Um, and good advice for Megan. I 
Anyway, so Passan decided to have a talk with Milan. We were like, well, we can't tell him now. We like realized this like on Christmas Eve. <laughs> and we're sure. like, we can't really tell him Santa's not real on Christmas Eve. But it was just, <laughs> right, there's no need for you to go to sleep. Um, it just felt very weird. Like we were like, it felt like we were lying. And so sometime in the last few months, I don't remember when, Passan decided to explain like how Santa works to Milan. Oh. Which Who, also, like, your husband is not, like, a fanciful, like, whimsical no. person by any stretch of the imagination. No. Nor is he, like, like if it, if I had been explaining it, he just kind of did it on a whim. He was like, I think I'm going to talk to Milan about Santa goes upstairs for bedtime. I'm like, <laughs> should we? <laughs> but, um, so he talked to him about Santa. I don't know how it went. He was up there for a really long time. Fast forward several months. I mean, and I, we both told him, you cannot tell other kids. You cannot talk about this to other kids because everyone is allowed to believe whatever they want to believe in, blah, blah, blah. I don't think we went as much into that yet. But then <laughs> we were over in the cul-de-sac, I think last week, and our um, best mutual friend, Lauren, texted us that <laughs> Milan <laughs> had told her daughter that Santa isn't real. And I was mortified uh, i saw Absolutely your face mortified. when that came in and i was like somebody died like it really right. really waiting for you to say like somebody had gotten well divorced, yes someone was Caroline, santa died so <laughs> that's, that's true. what happened and not and not only did he die but your son murdered him in front exactly. of another child I hate being the responsible one it's the worst yes and um and you can't take that back no like, you know? exactly i mean i was glad it was her if anyone because she's pretty chill and she can recover but and it, I don't know. I'm just, I, I brought, I brought him to the side and I said, did you tell her that Santa is not real? And he's like, no. And I'm like, okay. Cause Miss Lauren just told me that you told her. And he's like, oh, well, yeah, I did. And I'm like, you are not ever like, I'm like an inch away so from him. About it. Like, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, first of all, you just lied straight to my, like, as if I wouldn't, if I, why would I be asking randomly? Like well, it's lie. September, it October. Like, I know. He is so like truth telling. And like, it's just, it was, it was such an instinctive lie because like, what's going to happen if like, as if I'm going to like hit him? <laughs> no. <laughs> like, what's going to happen here? I'm like, what? Anyway. So I was like, <laughs> you, if you ever tell a friend that they can't like the Santa's not real again we will never play with friends again like I'm just like which was my move because immediately I was like I cannot see you until February I know I was like Caroline might not see me ever like this might be it on that I was like I'm I will have a new podcast I will have a uh it was a rough moment and I was like People can believe whatever they want to believe as long as it's not harming anyone. You are not to crush that for them. Which is such good teaching. I mean, that is just such valuable teaching anyway. Right. I mean, it's part of what I hope to be his ethos in life and yeah. what is my what is mine. But I'm just that's like my worst nightmare. I mean, not really, but it's up there. <laughs> How did you guys address it later? Oh, well, uh, Passan laughed like a jackass. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we don't hear enough about Passan on the podcast, so you really are not framing him. <laughs> I'm like, this is your fault. This is extremely your fault. Because I was telling Milan, too. I'm like, you know, and to be fair, the legend of Santa Claus is based on many people from many different countries who did Saint live. Nicholas. Like, Yeah, I'm like, there are people um, who really did, like, do good things and who really did, like take things to kids who needed it and stuff like that. Like this comes from somewhere a lot of times. And beyond well, and that, the, and the ahead. embodiment of Santa is 
real. It's yes, just exactly. That's what I said. I was like, it's really, different. it's a feeling, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's the vibe of Christmas. And, um, uh, you know, it's it's all of the good things about like giving and, you know, spending time with people you love and all of that. And I'm like, so in that sense, it is a very real thing. But no matter what, you <laughs> you are not allowed to ever say that again. <laughs> <laughs> well, as you know, I believed until seventh grade and I've deflected many people who told me that he wasn't real. And like I became so good at denial because I think I probably was really questioning somewhere. But I was like, I refuse to acknowledge this. Like I right. this is this is part of my core DNA. And I will not not believe. (laughs) And I think that hopefully Grace is like you because Lauren said that she just told Grace that um, if she didn't believe in Santa, she wouldn't get any gifts. So that's great. You know, (laughs) which works. I wish that Milan had taken a strategy that I took also in seventh grade when I looked a girl in the face uh, at our Christian school and called her a bastard, which is a name that I I don't even know, like that I knew what a bastard was, but it felt like a bad word. So I like went up to her in the locker room and I was like, you're a bastard. Then, (laughs) Then I panicked. So I went home and told my mom, that she called me a bastard as if wow. like there, there was no way that that would not backfire on me, which it right. did. But like, I wish that Milan had like panicked enough having told her that he was like, went to you and been, like, Grace told me that Santa wasn't real and like completely twisted it <laughs> to save himself a couple days. I know. That's what I wish it happened. He would have too, because I would have had his back on it. He would never <laughs> he would have. have. Been like, well, fine. We're not friends with Lauren anymore. So. Right. We hate her as of now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, holidays, we're just getting into the holiday fun. I will hopefully share. I wish I could get an audio clip of it because it would be worth sharing that Anna Blair has decided to rail against people putting Christmas decorations up early. And really? But she does it in such this like weird voice. And like she has a whole diatribe when we pass Christmas lights. Please record that. I need to hear it. Yeah, I can't even give it. You know that her voice is so distinctive it is very specific so for me to even try to do it would do no justice to her diatribes against people decorating now for christmas right like i just need to hear a three and a half year old railing against it (laughs) you're not even four like why do you have an opinion on this (laughs) first of all be quiet (laughs) but it's a staunch one so first of all anna blair there's a pandemic and some people just need whatever they (laughs) can have enjoy wherever well if you if you're in the charlotte area and want to see some christmas lights uh stallings park has some really pretty ones up right now um which also we can never drive by again in the dark because it really set her off. <laughs> <laughs> I I need you to take her by there and turn on your camera. Okay. I want to hear. I want to hear about this. Okay, I'll do what I can. <laughs> all right. Well, it's been a good week. I hope we all can um, get rest where we can. Yes, and you give all us deserve your strategies. it. Yeah, let us know how you find it. I want to know what rest looks like for you. If you've redefined it to match your reality, all of those things we want to know. Right. Or we'll, if uh, we're two privileged women who <laughs> should stop whining. You can tell Caroline that too. Let us know which spa we should go to first. So, <laughs> exactly. Um, so that we can be prepared to take that criticism. <laughs> well, we'll be back next week. Um, we are approaching a holiday break, much like all of you. And that will be a great time to catch up on episodes if you have fallen behind thanks to the pandemic. But before we do that, we have a few more episodes coming out, including one that we are hopeful will include a very exciting guest which we'll tell you about more when 
um, that's finalized. Yep. So remain on the edge of your seats and uh, we will see you next week. <laughs>